Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now Rebecca Reinhardt, and she played Miranda in Shriek Show, and she was in a lot of uh, big indie films, so I'm so excited to have Rebecca on my show. How are you doing, Rebecca? I'm okay. That's awesome. So the first question I got for you is, how did you get your start into acting? Um... (laughs) So I only started a few years ago and I just long story made short, I got a divorce. Like, and if you've anybody out there who's ever been divorced, you know, like your life can start, you know, this is 2018. And so when I got divorced, finally, I got to be who I wanted to be. And um, I had always had the horror thing kind of suppressed a lot of memorabilia and boxes under my bed and that kind of thing. So once I got divorced, like, everything he like he walked out and I was like I'm gonna start hanging up all my crap (laughs) Um, and I was really my social anxiety was horrible at that point in time and um I started becoming more active in Facebook groups Mm -hmm. like really large Facebook groups and I started like meeting a lot of people that um were like me like and um which I think anybody who's into horror who's listening right now knows exactly what that means. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So yeah, finding, you know, fellow mutants and all that. Um, And so I ended up starting a podcast with a couple of my friends that I met online. Nice. And that was my, that, so that was my start. So we did a horror podcast. And then after a little bit, I was like, I'll do my own YouTube channel. Why not? You know, which is really a big step for me. Um, and it is called the not quite final girl, my concept, which I do not keep with now. Uh, the concept was all the girls who final girl it get all the praise, Mm -hmm. but like I was watching these movies and I was feeling bad for, you know, these girls who die. And I've got this whole like backstory in my head, you know, like what mom serves for breakfast on Saturday and everything. (laughs) And, um, And so I wanted to highlight those ladies. And so it was a very time consuming project. I think I have 12 or 13 of them, Um, but I pretty much retired that concept. And now I do a lot of drunken commentaries. Um, I kind of riff tracks movies, but not really just riff tracks. They're movies that I either love or hate. Um, Movies that generally aren't very good but they have some special place in my heart um so that i can kind of ridicule them and give you loads of trivia so um so that's where i am with my youtube channel but um i started i started reviewing movies and i started um interviewing people so I, it took me a while to realize the independent filmmakers are normal people. Like, yep. <laughs> like I mean, like whenever you're like, I don't know this person at all. I'm watching his movie. I'm going to see if he's on Instagram. Da-da-da. Friends, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so I started realizing that, started interviewing. And then after a little bit, you know, inevitably it's like, well, here, why don't you just sit and, you know, sit in on this scene or whatever. Yeah. Um and then when one director does that, then all of their mm-hmm. colleagues want to do that. And so that's really where it came from. I was in uh, a little short for Tim Ritter. And then he, you know, he's an SOV director. Well, I mean, he does a lot more, but, uh, but all of his SOB cronies then wanted to 
to put me in their movie. So like then like Donald Farmer put me in a movie and Todd Sheets put me in a movie, you know? And um, so, yeah, you just start getting your resume by that kind of thing. Um, I rarely audition for stuff. It's I still just mostly do stuff where people are like, you want to be in my movie? Could you be in my movie? <laughs> That's the best way to do things because auditioning is, it, it can be very stressful, especially because like 95% of auditioning is really rejection because, you know, yes, it, it's part of the business. So it's really good to really be yeah. somewhere and get asked to be in the movie. I actually like that better. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, and I, this sounds bad or whatever, but I, rarely don't get something that I audition for I just don't audition very much (laughs) um and now that I'm a filmmaker I try to limit how many projects that I work on of other people's projects just because of time and vacation days and all those things that we have to deal with um but yeah I don't know awesome so we know that you're part of Shriek Show so how did you become part of Shriek Show um let's see who did brad twig know that i can't remember it's exactly the same thing kind of that weird like horror nepotism i had done something for somebody that brad twig knew Mm -hmm. and then brad twig wanted to know if i would do something for him uh like a short because he does a lot of anthologies he he Mm -hmm. produces and puts those out a lot and he was uh promoting shriek show at the time and i was like oh are you talking about shriek show and he was like no but i could probably get you in it <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> come to find out julian prescott had done the same thing and he he called her nice. and uh and she said the exact same thing oh is it shriek show so lo and behold uh we went out to pennsylvania and on that saturday we filmed a short Nice. And then that Sunday, I believe we did our stuff or it might've even been that night. <laughs> um, <laughs> we did our stuff for Shriek show. So that's how I got involved. I, awesome. I bullied my way. in. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I embarrassed my way into it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for those unaware, uh, what is Shriek show about? And can you tell us a bit about your character, Miranda? So Shriek show is, um, it's an anthology type of story mm-hmm. um, from what I know. I haven't seen the full cut. All I know is it's um, some kids end up going to a, uh, like a sideshow mm-hmm. and um, it's not quite what they, you know, <laughs> bargained for. Of course, whenever you're just going to a sideshow in the middle of nowhere, what do you expect? But um, there's a clown who he actually tell he I think he tells the tales um that follow um and then they have some interaction but like I said I don't know anything about like that part um I know that my part is um (laughs) is uh two women uh you know I'm just right here I'm gonna sell the movie right now so yeah two women who are together as a couple camping uh (laughs) so Let's just say there's there's boobs, there's blood, there's comedy. <laughs> Everything that sells a horror movie to the men. And, and we're I think we're the opening, so it's perfect. Like, <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, how else do you sell a movie? Let's start it. Let's open it with two women that are together, pretty much naked and getting hatched. <laughs> you know, hatched up with the knife or mm-hmm. something. Butcher with a carving knife. Yep. Yep. So, mm-hmm. so that's. You know, and then it kind of, I think 
we have another segment with, or not another segment, but I think ours is a part of a segment that Jimmy Flame is in, which I worked with him as well on that short. I can't wait till that short comes out, actually. That was super fun. Awesome. So what was the best part about filming Shriek Show and what was the worst? Um, you know, the best was just this. I mean, this sounds bad, but the best was I got some really awesome stills. Nice. Um, so uh, Brad's sister-in-law is a photographer, a professional photographer. And so she comes on set and she like both days, she took tons and tons of pictures. And I mean, they're just great like professional looking stills, like movie stills. So um, yeah, I got this really cool one. I've, I, got, I have pigtails in and I've just like murdered a bunch of people and I'm covered <laughs> in blood, you know? And it's like, you just see the trees blurry behind me. I was like, that's epic. Yeah. That's awesome. Like <laughs> Action packed still shot. Yeah. Um, the worst thing, uh, there was nothing. I mean, just mm-hmm. that I had to leave my home, I guess, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that I had to fly on a plane, which is not mm. one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, I don't like flying either. I, I'm a big scaredy cat when it comes to flying. See, I'm not I'm not scared of flying. I just hate the experience. Like, oh. I just hate how I feel when I get off a plane. I hate how it makes my eyes dry for like three days, you know, and I just yeah, I'm just over. I hate like drinking my tomato juice out of a tiny little cup while I'm like hunched over, <laughs> you know, the years. Have so, to- yeah, flying. That's the worst part. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I- I'm not sure if the premiere happened yet for Shriek Show, has it? It is uh, Sunday, actually. Okay, so good. That's, that is. was my question. Let's promote it. Oh, okay. So, uh, wait. So, all right. So, um, it is in Waynesboro, Pennsylvania, which nice. uh, I think is a little more like Maryland yeah. kind of border area. Um, but if you go to Facebook and you just type in Shriek Show, it's the first thing that comes up. It is the Shriek Show. Shriek Show. Say that three times fast. Right. World premiere. Um, and it is Sunday, and they are our tickets still available. Nice. And I awesome. can tell you, I can tell you the name of the theater, but I have a feeling there's only one theater in Waynesboro. Yeah, there. I'm pretty sure there is one theater. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm uh, not mis- it is the Waynesboro Theater. So there we go. Okay. Look at me fact checking while on here. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So that's on Sunday. Um, Is there going to be a QA and a and all that after the showing? Yeah, I believe you can get merch. There are going to be a lot of the people who are in it um, are locals. And so there are going to be a lot of people there. I know Max Morrison's going to be there. Um, Jimmy Flame. Um, I think I'm trying to see. I do believe that there is a Q&A. Yes, the cast and crew will have a Q&A after the screening. And Nice. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I love Max Morrison. I'll be working with him in Waynesboro in April. Uh, we'll be filming oh, nice. Duty Man. He's going to be bullying me. He's going to be hitting me with towels. He'll be giving me swirlies and, and pantsing me in wedgies. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. I, de- I decapitate him in that short that I did. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like with my hands that's awesome it was really fun <laughs> awesome. He's, he's such a great guy and I, can, mm-hmm. I i wish i could i was able to go um, i had two interviews already scheduled before i actually found out about it scheduled them probably in december or so and uh or i would have 
been able to go is I have a lot of friends that are actually in there and I've interviewed a lot of the cast from street show as well. So I really wanted to give my support, but I'll be there in spirit and I know it's going to be a success. I can't wait to see, uh, to see how, um, you know, this movie comes out. I think it's going to be great. Um, so the last question I do got for you is, um, do you have any other projects in the works to promote to the listening and viewing audience? Okay. Um, so if you want to see me, uh, I do have two movies that are on prime and one I think is on Tubi as well. So Fright Vision, which is an anthology by, um, actually by Brad Twig because, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah. I don't want to make this sound like the Brad Twig show. I'm sorry. It sounds like I'm pissing his ass. But um, <laughs> no, after I did those things with him, then uh, COVID kind of came back up. And uh, he's like, I've got this anthology. I don't have a wraparound. I see you have this character, Dr. Bubenstein. Would you want to do the wraparound? Mm-hmm. So I got to do the, I got to write my own little pithy segments. Um <laughs> And yes, I'm sorry, Dr. Bubenstein did, you know, and um, Max Cave, this amazing artist from Italy. uh, Brad just sent me a picture of the Elvira poster where she's in a a seat with popcorn and she's kind of got her eyes and her mouth are really wide. It's like a theater and there's some ghouls and stuff. He's like, hey, can you sit like this? Can you do this? And I sent him that picture and it's like me in my bedroom and like, you know, a t-shirt or whatever. And he came up with this awesome poster. That's like one of my bucket list things. Like it's great cover art and I am it. <laughs> that is awesome. That is really so, cool. so there's that one. Sharks of the Corn is also um, from Tim Ritter is also on there. Right now I am trying to limit how many things that I'm doing. Um, like I was saying before, because I'm working on my own film. I'm filming a film called Tin Roof in June here in Indiana. And it is a camp slasher, which is my favorite genre. But we are kind of twisting it around. And instead of teenagers with no personalities uh, going on spring break with their dad's money, we decided to put adults in it. I think my exact words were, I want people with mortgages, beer bellies, kids, and problems. That's so awesome. it is so like more not I will say old older more mature people okay what more established people will be featured in our slasher that's awesome that's exciting you don't see that that often which is great you look at all yeah. the Friday the 13th and all the you know the slasher films out there usually they're you know teenagers you know the typical cliche you get the nerd the bitch you know the slut and all that yeah. but now we, we get something a little more different where it's more yeah mature. well it's relatable i mean yes. so many of us grew up on those movies and now we're in our 30s 40s 50s mm-hmm. and we can't relate to the kids that they're putting in them now right so i mean they were like really like that's like my niece like oh you know <laughs> like <laughs> um So I want, you know, you can't have any kind of fear or true empathy if you can't relate to the person. So absolutely. That sounds good. So uh, that you said that films in June, do you have an anticipated release date or release year yet? No, um, probably the end of this year, but we do have an Indiegogo that I'd like to promote. Um, We are still raising money and the more money we raise and the faster we raise it, the faster it will come out on (laughs) blu-ray um so the address is igg.me slash at slash tin roof and we have some pretty cool perks we have some things from hey i just want to support indie horror but i'm broke 
all the way up to you can be an executive producer. Um, and we're getting ready to put a new or a couple new perks, but one really huge perk is you can get killed in our movie by effects uh, legend Joe Castro. Ooh, that'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. So absolutely. So if you want to support Rebecca and, uh, t- you know, Tin Roof, is that it? Tin Roof? You got yep. that right? Awesome. So if you want to promote that, go to Indiegogo. And if you can't support it because you don't have the funds or whatever, at least share it because your one share costs nothing and could lead to other donations. So definitely exactly. uh, support that and support Indie Horror in general yes, because yes. Indie Horror is amazing. And uh, we have a lot of creative people in this in, in this community that, um, you know, really do amazing things and deserve to, uh, you know, be actually be supported. Um, but I thank you so much, Rebecca, for joining me today. All right. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. You have a great rest of your day. All right. You too. Bye.